0: I don't really know how to start shows.
1: Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to you. Yeah, well, you'll see later. I for my mayhem. I know a lot of fucking idiots who think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes
2: against what they believe belief of comedy
3: is it takes things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. we got a purple suit to
4: buy and a gigantic <laughs> coffin.
3: Why are you laughing?
5: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why Are You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast outside of the vaulted podcast studios. Again, we are in Coney Manor, as he calls it. And uh, today I'm pleased to introduce you to Otto and George, Bob Levy, and the legend Rich Voss. Uh, Mike and Craig with me yet again. Hello, boys. Hello. Um, Hello. Um, I like to pretend we haven't been with each other for the last hour and a half. <laughs> um, so uh, when I was preparing this episode, it was originally going to be... A uh, few people have reached out to me over the last few months and suggested Otto and George. That you got to do Otto and George. Mm-hmm. A few people have also said, you got to do the Reverend Bob, Le- Bob Levy. And I had planned on my own to do, eventually, uh, Rich Voss. But as I was um, kind of putting together the Otto and George episode, I was like, I don't know a ton about him and I didn't know a ton about Bob Levy and I do know a ton about Rich Voss but I kind of the more I was thinking about them I was like can I do a whole episode around each of them and then I was like why not combine them because they're similar enough guys where you can kind of talk about their careers in uh, similar lights I think Voss is a class above the other two certainly as a comedian and even just as notoriety probably is more well known than the other two um, But, uh, you know, I, the, the, I think there's definitely a common link there that made me think like, ah, we'll just do the episode about all three and see how it goes. So. And they're, they're all bench guys. Yeah, and it's guys <laughs> people, no, people want to hear from, yeah. but yeah, yeah, maybe maybe not the uh, full hour necessarily. Yeah. We'll call this episode the six man. man. Yeah, yeah, you know, kind of just like road dogs, really, that are gr- grizzling out on the road. Journeymen.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: exactly. Um, So we'll start with Otto and George
6: who uh funny
5: Jeff Dunham if you <laughs> if you're not if you're not aware of uh, uh, the great Otto Peterson um, who we lost in uh, early 2014 I think um he uh, they they call him an x-rated uh ventriloquist Ugh. which I feel like it, isn't x-rated like pornography. You know, was he inserting in George? Was that did I miss that <laughs> act? It seems like R rated would fit more. Like well, he, he curses a lot. NC
6: seventeen. Yes, he did his whole act with his fist up his ass. So. That is true. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was literally
5: penetration. <laughs> um, so he was uh, like a dirty ventriloquist, basically, yeah.
6: which I don't
5: know of a lot of other ones. And so Otto was a guy who dropped out of um, high school when he was like 13, 14 years old, and just started. They said, I, we might have a clip of Norton talking about it later, but um Otto never worked like a regular job. He dropped out of high school and became a street performer, like right. when he was a kid, um, which is wild. And it's weird. And they talked about this. I think of, when I think of Otto, I know that he was alive in my lifetime and I know that he died young, you know, eight years ago or whatever, <laughs> but yet I think of him as like a 1920s. Cat scales comedian, and he literally yeah. started in the cat scales. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> um, so he's a very old timey kind of a guy, and um, you know the re- the I think the main similarity between a lot of these guys is they are guys that would kill in a, if you were just out drinking one night with these guys, they would be, they would be slaughtering. You know what I mean? Like their material may not warrant them being the most famous standups of all time, but they're genuinely just funny, filthy maniacs, you know? Yeah, I can
6: agree with that. Um, and, and Otto and George and Bob Levy each had like a different style than, like just being an average standup.
5: Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Otto was a kid when he started, was a street performer, and then kind of realized a way to set himself apart would be by doing just filthy jokes. And um the the weird thing that was noted, like his dolls cost, which seemed like a lot back in ni- the back then for sure. Mid seventies. Yeah. Three hundred dollars per dummy. And he was going through a lot of them. Wow. Um, which seems like a lot for a kid a child high school dropout, you know. <laughs> um but, uh, the best story, probably, um, which I think you might have to skip ahead a little, Craig, but we do have a clip of, um, oh no, you know what? I didn't, I didn't have this pulled cause it was easy enough for me to just tell rather than some asshole telling it. Um, but, uh, Otto, when he was like 18, 19 years old was, uh, still a street performer and was doing his act out in, um, some park in New York. I don't know if it was Central Park, but it was uh, like an outdoor kind of venue, in uh, New York City and um, he he said uh, he was making some Puerto Rican joke and there's a Puerto Rican guy in the audience and the guy gets up and starts screaming at him and Otto or George is still making jokes in the fucking weird George voice and uh, <laughs> actually wasn't bad and, <laughs> and uh, the the Puerto Rican gentleman stabbed the doll <laughs> starts stabbing him, and I guess legend has it that uh, Otto in that moment, or George in that moment uh, looks up at the audience and goes, this fucker thinks I'm real.
0: <laughs> Imagine being so dumb you stab a puppet.
5: <laughs> or just so filled with rage. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> you know, your friend here is alright. He has some manners. But <laughs> He's just
0: falling for it.
5: <laughs> it's insanity. You can learn from your buddy here. <laughs> (laughs) Um, So So, yeah uh, Otto and George's shtick Was that Otto was kind of just a You know the straight man I guess And the doll would have horrible You know racist sexist (laughs) Fucking crazy uh, Offensive material Um, So what's the first clip Is it just a little bit of his stand up Yeah I'm Letterman So this is uh, different than what he found This very challenging I guess uh, going on Letterman, so because because you can't be Otto and George, like you gotta yeah. clean yourself up a little bit. Um, but he did it as the joke that I pulled will show. I think he did a pretty good job of it, and he also kind of just ripped the experience. So Letterman evidently this is like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and um, Letterman is doing ventriloquist week. <laughs> <laughs> Which is if you know anything about Letterman, yeah. you know right off the bat this is him mocking these people. <laughs> like he's having them on to be like, You believe this motherfucker with a dummy? And I don't know if he knew who Otto and George was um, uh-huh. you know, when he booked them. Like, I don't know if he thought of them as just a regular ventriloquist act or what. But Otto picked up on the fact that, like, hey, Ventriloquist Week is just mocking what we do. And so he went out and shit on the entire experience and said <laughs> Letterman was falling asleep at his desk and was making bald jokes about Paul Schaefer, you know, and just, like, ripped the... Uh, like, he mocked the fact that... Um, I forget in the Leno Letterman episode if we mentioned that Letterman keeps his studio uh, freezing... Because he think that's better for laughter, like you're on your toes, I guess. (laughs) And he mocked that entirely, which is something Letterman took very seriously. Um, So he just went out and kind of shit on the whole experience. But this is an example of the type of joke like he was able to, uh, you know, clean up for network television.
1: So uh, what do you got planned for uh, Valentine's Day? Well, me and my girlfriend
7: like to eat, you know, so I'm gonna take her to a nice restaurant for a romantic candlelit dinner, followed by a smooth elevator ride up to the room, and then I'm gonna watch the Letterman show. Well, of course. Yeah, and if she talks when it's on, I'm gonna crack her skull open with an ashtray. (laughs) Uh, It sounds real romantic. Just don't curse. Yeah, I can't curse that Entertainment Tonight can show Britney Spears Velcro when she's getting out of the car with no underwear on. <laughs> so
5: what I what I like there is just the idea of saying, like, we can't curse on network television, so I will threaten domestic violence and bring up Britney Spears' snatch.
6: <laughs> you call it Velcro? Yeah. So
5: that, that's another thing about these guys. And, like, Artie Lang is another one that's kind of in that category. Category. Um, I'm trying to think of, of others, but just these sort of old school guys that have brilliant ways of referring to things, like referring to a pussy as Velcro, <laughs> Velcro. or something like that. Like that—that's part of their brilliance. And Nick DiPaolo is another one. Yeah, yeah. Where yes. like he'll just say some horrible phrase but it makes you laugh cuz it's like well, why how would you my, even think of connecting that my favorite one
0: when he's when he was talking about bleaching assholes he's like yeah cuz each one of their assholes looks like a used up coffee filter
5: <laughs> <laughs> um so uh what's the next clip that we have uh, polar, bear polar bear joke um let's get back to that in a minute but we have a clip of his just regular stand up right uh Oh uh, uh, yes
6: yeah, we'll So let's
5: play that Just to kind of um Contrast that with Like the network set That we heard Let's hear what his More typical set was like So you can get an idea Thank
1: you It's really great To be here tonight My name's Otto Peterson This is my good friend George Dudley How you doing George? Okay. You nervous?
7: Hey I gotta work With your hand in my ass I'm fucking uncomfortable here <laughs> Gotta take a shit And everything Sorry I had a ride here And a trunk of the car it sucked it was boring I turtle waxed my dick I was so fucking bored in there <laughs> Johnson's turtle wax three coats I want to see the water jumping off of it <laughs> that's right I got a wooden cock I was circumcised with a pencil sharpener. <laughs> at least I stay hard when I'm drunk
1: plant <laughs> your fucking hard ones. <laughs> George, please watch it. There are ladies here. There's
7: ladies here? Blowjobs! Protein Slurpees. Check it out! <laughs> Who saw this movie? E.T. Goes Down! <laughs> girlfriend gave me skull last night. She did a good job. When she was done, my cock looked like a totem pole and her face looked like a glazed donut. (laughs) (laughs) Protein Uh,
5: Slurpees as a reference to a blowjob is another another good example of what we're talking about. Um, Just the imagery that these geniuses are able to paint. (laughs)
6: Um, Speaking of imagery, he... um, plays a lot better on stage I think than it did on TV cuz you can oh, see yeah. him moving around like but I bet like if you're sitting on like on the in the audience watching him on stage you wouldn't be able to see him like well, moving his lips and stuff. Well, oh, so that <laughs>
5: yeah. you brought up two things that I want to yeah. bring up. A, the f- most hilarious part about Otto and George is that Otto is not a particularly good ventriloquist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like not a good ventriloquist. You can see his mouth moving the entire time. <laughs> That's why Louis J. Gomez stabbing the puppet is very funny.
5: <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be great. Um, But the other thing too is uh, the the reason I kind of paired these three that we're doing today together is they're guys that like you know, it might be a a fruitless endeavor that we're doing here because they're guys it's very hard to appreciate just watching them on TV or something. Mm -hmm. You need to – I can't speak to uh, Otto and George or or Bob Levy in this case, but like Rich Voss, who we'll get to later, is essentially – he was like the punching bag for Opie and Anthony for a lot of years. But to their credit, they would always say – because I think Voss was very insecure about thinking – People thinking like, well, you just beat up on me for being dumb all the time. They're not going to go see my stand up. Yeah. You know, like, are they going to want to say they have an interest in seeing me? So they would kind of reinforce that by saying, like, you got to see Voss alive. Voss fucking kills, blah, blah, blah. And um, I'd see I'd seen some of his stuff when he was on like last comic standing yeah. uh, and stuff like that. But then uh, finally I saw him live at Skankfest. And he fucking destroyed yeah. the room. Like, he was a murderer. And that's what I was like, oh, okay, there is a difference to this. And, like I said, I didn't get to see these guys live, but I think that is true of Otto and George and Bob Levy a I little bit. Imagine. Where if you're in the room, it's a different experience than just watching them, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, the clip we mentioned earlier, um, the uh, polar bear joke, is from the day after uh, Otto passed away. Um, Otto really battled with uh, substance abuse, being a big drug guy. And um, Norton talked on this day. They did, you know, a similar type of eulogy that they did with Patrice, but Mm. it was just lesser. It was um, Norton, Florentine, Bob Kelly, and uh, David Tell called in. And they just kind of told Otto's stories and everything. And Jim Norton would tell stories about how, like, when they would hang out or do shows together or whatever, um, Otto would, like you know, try and get Jim to drop him off and buy drugs and shit like that. And Norton would basically be like, listen, I'm not going to stop you. I, you're an adult. I can't stop you from doing anything. If you get out of the car to buy drugs, you're not getting back in. Like, I'm not going to give it a ride. And Otto would just get out and that would be it. He'd find his own way home. <laughs> so he was a guy, he was like truly, uh, you know, dealt with a lot of substance abuse. And that seemed to play a factor in how he eventually died. Um, but this is them kind of telling stories uh the day after he passed away, and I thought this is a particularly funny one uh from Jim Norton's memory.
3: <laughs> do, you, do you remember and I didn't see this or
2: comedians told me, but do you remember years ago that kid got mauled in the fucking zoo by a polar bear? Right. And Otto was on stage the next night and George's little outfit and, and George's like, Do you like my shoes? I got him outside the
5: polar bear case. <laughs> <laughs> A type of guy. it's a type of guy uh, where we're losing. That we, you know, his instinct is to similar to Gilbert Gottfried, really. Uh, where his instinct is to make fun of whatever horrible tragedy happened that week yeah. as fast as he can. Um, but it's the kind of com- comedy that I love. You know what I mean? Like to me, that like a topical joke like that, like I got these out of the side of the polar bear cage, is funnier than whatever fu- you know, uh, blowjob reference he's yeah. making or whatever. You know, because it's, yep. it's more. There's, I think what. Guys like Otto leaned on was shock value, and those are a lot more shocking than just a comedian being dirty. Just for dirty bad, sake. Bad you know? words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I believe the next clip's from that same day is them talking about his confidence level. Yep. Yeah. Uh so this, you know, kind of play we talk about this a lot with comedians where they never really think that they're any good. And that's almost what makes them great, right. but also their demise in a lot of ways. And so Otto dealt with a lot of that as well.
3: Um, and he finally
2: showed up. But I remember I would go to gigs knowing that he really might not show up just as a fan. <laughs> yeah, what was that, that about? He was doing drugs. That, that was part of the I his, think he was uh, doing drugs at that time. Yeah. yeah. It, was, mm. it was bad. Because he ran out, out on us <laughs> a few times during the NEW days, he would be killing. I said this yesterday but you, you guys didn't hear probably he would start off and he would be killing for two or three minutes and then he would just get up and leave and me and Ant would look at each other and then we would learn later he, he thought he was sucking
4: and well, was having a bad set or whatever and, and uh, the opposite was true that's what would happen when in a lot of clubs if he didn't feel like the crowd was into him he would just get off stage he's right. probably, you know as a headliner you have to do 45 minutes Right, so you, you have to do at least 45 there's no other way around that at 20 he would just walk Oh, like, f- tonight, and just fucking walk off the stage so like you can't he, he's like the crowd sucked. I don't fuck them. I don't care.
0: <laughs> and that,
4: You know, some of the clubs are like, look, we can't have that. You got to do forty-five minutes. Sure. Wow. Yeah. You just like they were. They were too tired. Fuck them. What I'll would leave. they do? There would a DMC Would be like Out the bar He wouldn't even know There's nobody on the stage <laughs> Everybody's running This fucking managers running Get on the stage Tell the crowd They can't leave Because they gotta pay their check. Holy yeah. shit a creating turmoil Yeah he didn't Can't just walk off right? Right. They, they, that, that crowd sucked Fuck I, sh- I
0: showed up at a couple of gigs After him After he did that yeah. And they're like How much time are you doing I'm like I'm gonna do an hour but, Are you sure, hey, are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> sure?
5: Yeah, I'm But in all
0: fairness He got a lot of that together
5: <laughs> Are you sure <laughs> you promise it reminded me of the famous Larry David story where like when he was doing stand up, he would just walk out, look at the crowd. Sometimes be like, eh, I'm not feeling this. <laughs> walk away. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the hilarious thing is like the tough thing that a lot of comedy comedians deal with is like people are there to see you. And the only thing they're furious about is the fact that you just left in yeah. the middle of the show. Right. So in a weird way, now you are disappointing them when you weren't previously, you know? Right. Um, but That's particularly for a fucking drug addict, that's a tough thing to shake, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. Just the paranoia and fear and nervousness. Um, but like I said, it's weird because you would think a guy like Otto would generally be killing. Because, like I said, even if it's not the most well written material all the time, there is like a shock element to it that just kind of gets an audience on his side, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's also an element of he's saying things that'll make people stab his puppet. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not always the best reaction, I yeah. suppose. Um, what comes to have left of auto? Uh, just, just one. one. It's OP just the ver- opie verse auto. So to me, this is, if you're an opie and Anthony fan and you know, in the coming weeks, don't worry, we'll get all, I know we've done a fair amount of like opie and Anthony related and Howard yeah. Stern related stuff recently. Um, but to me, if you're an Opie and Anthony fad, this was Otto's finest moment. So there's a compilation <laughs> on YouTube of uh, Greg Shell moments where yeah. Greg Opie Hughes was being overly sensitive. And uh, this is what Otto said when he walked in one day. Anthony was on the show. And uh, Opie, Jim Norton, and I forget who else is in the studio at the time, but they're talking about some story from The View, like Joy Behar was defending some comedian? Mm-hmm. Oh, our times have mm-hmm. changed. Yeah. No um, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, so they're talking about something going on with The View and Otto just walks in mid-conversation and this is how it plays out. I mean,
2: she's Love annoyed Joy because Day the Hall. joke was about her, but oh. what her mistake is basically saying that it's not funny and no one should think this is funny instead of saying it wasn't funny to me. If I was at home and
1: this show was on TV and I couldn't find a clicker and it was a handgun and a coffee table, <laughs> <laughs> I'd fucking use that on my cell phone and watch this show. Uh, are you kidding me? That's what you're fucking table. doing when Anthony's not here? This is so into shit. <laughs> really? That's funny, All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a viral clip, all right? <laughs> was just kidding. All right. (laughs) Don't be so sensitive, man. I just had a rough experience getting up here. (laughs) <laughs>
5: your fucking codependent wife Norton begging him to get pep back up he's like I'm sorry Opie <laughs> Otto's fucking apologizing uh, oh, but it, but a handgun on, hand
1: on the coffee <laughs>
5: table <laughs> I think that clip kind of perfectly encapsulates what Otto was yeah. where like Opie has a reputation of being a sensitive Sally you know mm-hmm. not being able to Does take he? A, not being able Weird. to take a joke that sort of a thing we actually did an episode on patreon.com slash blind the three of us did an episode last year uh, breaking down some of Opie's sensitivities oh yeah, yeah um, wow. so go back and watch that if you want um, but I think that encapsulates who Otto was like as a comedian Where even knowing o- Opie might be a little more sensitive he walks in and plays to the like this what the fuck you doing? Anthony's not here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the show's
6: going to shit. I'm going to
5: pick up a gun and shoot myself if you put the view back on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the main the main goal today with the three guys uh that we picked was to kind of just send you guys down a rabbit hole so if the, you know, yeah. first few minutes on Auto and George you know, kind of piques your interest. There's a bunch of shit on YouTube. You can go back and find a just on of him on Opie and Anthony alone. Oh, there was
6: dozens and dozens. Of, I think like 45 appearance, appearances. They're all like an hour long. I, um, I always wonder when he's actually in there. And they're like, and he he's talking as George. I'm like, did you bring the fucking puppet with him? Oh, or is he just that, doing the voice? I'm glad you said that. That <laughs> reminds in, me. Is it in there with like tiny headphones? My
5: favorite story <laughs> is, so so yeah, sometimes, uh, George, be great. <laughs> sometimes George would come in and he'd have George talk on mic. Yeah. And that was more in the WNEW days mm-hmm. when it was a little less of a natural conversation. Right. Um, And you could perform a little more. And then George would talk less on air, but George would always come in with him. It was Otto and George coming in. And I remember Anthony telling a story. The most bizarre part, and my absolute favorite characteristic of uh, Otto Peterson and George, um, was <laughs> was that uh, they so during a commercial break they'd just be su- shooting the shit, mm-hmm. and Otto would be complaining about his you know, girlfriend or talking about the weather, just like as we're talking right now. He'd just be kind of chit chatting, and meanwhile Anthony would notice. There was never a reference to this made. No one addressed it or anything. But the newspaper would be laid out in front of George and the puppet would be reading it. <laughs> so, Otto's, <laughs> so Otto's talking like this and turning the puppet's head and working his eyes. That's so funny. Reading the newspaper and it was for no one. No one ever, no one mentioned it. No one talked about it. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> so, so there's an element there of both being hilarious and also a little bit psychotic because <laughs> there's also there's another clip i didn't include of um him with uh david copperfield and copperfield was a big auto and george fan and i like i believe bought or just maybe auto gave him like uh the original george doll yeah and in that clip you kind of see auto like talking to him like hey buddy how's it going like, <laughs> like it's a weird little thing where it's all you're almost like is he crazy is he playing along with the like what the fuck is going on
6: but I just love the idea of George reading the newspaper that's so funny. As, as everyone else is talking I never heard that before that's funny that's like funny
5: um, so that's auto for you like I said go down an auto in George rabbit hole if you're so inclined yeah. and uh, now we will move to uh, the reverend Bob Levy who I did not know this about Bob Levy I assume Bob Levy was like a road guy from the 80s who's just always been in comedy I didn't realize, and I knew he was involved That's with the, what I thought too. I knew he was involved with the Howard Stern show, but I didn't realize like he wasn't a comedian until he started sending the Howard Stern show jokes that we could probably also do forty minutes on how bizarre it is that a radio show had writers. Mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean that a live rate mm-hmm. a live conversational radio show was getting jokes mailed in from Bob Levy, <laughs> you know, like he's fucking Carson, um <laughs> but yeah, Bob Levy would send in jokes and parody songs. Um, and he was a filthy guy, so it fit the Howard Stern show well, and then, uh, eventually Bob started coming in, and he was doing comedy, so he'd come to promote dates and things like that, and, uh, Jackie Martling, Jackie Martling started calling him a reverend, because it was, uh, you know, the opposite of who he was on stage, he was a filthy guy, um, and that nickname stuck, I guess, Reverend Bob Levy. Um, so yeah, I thought that was very interesting that he was, like, a writer for the Howard Stern show, um and uh boy that loyalty was really paid off both ways in both directions as we'll find as we uh go along here but um bob was also a high school dropout he had a wrestling background i guess he wrestled under the name bobby slayer or something like that <laughs> uh, which i didn't know that either like professional wrestling yeah you can kind now that i know that you can kind of see it you know he's a bombastic loud confident guy hmm. uh he'll throw throw out some threats which even uh, via email, which like I said, we'll get to, um, but like I can see that a little bit now that I know, or I would think maybe even more wrestling manager type of guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah uh, but yeah, so he's a high school dropout. And, uh, the best clip that I think shows that off a little bit is from the Howard Stern show goofing on his ability to read. So I guess, I don't know. I forget how much setup is actually in this clip, but, um, when Artie Lang wrote his first book, uh, Artie got lazy with doing the uh, Audiobook version so he had guys Like Bob Levy and Baba (laughs) Bowie read a couple Chapters Um, And this is uh, Bob's uh, uh, (laughs) The the raw version of his Reading of Artie Lang's book
4: Bob Levy attempting to read Artie's book I I feel so bad for the engineer in this clip and stop Me if he starts to get boring to you but I'm Fascinated You are off the map completely Incom Incom-
3: incommunicado. That?
4: Okay. <laughs> Completely incommunicado. One more on What is it called?
3: <laughs> incommunicado. <Completely, laughs> like,
4: proud to be an imbecile. What is
0: it called again? <laughs> <It's>
4: incommunicado. <laughs>
2: And I just got a copy of the audio book, and it's funny. It's like it's Leah Levy's name, and Big letters, like He's got
4: credits on the front. Of the, I, I paid him pretty well for it for a session. I don't know. Completely incommunicado. You take somebody by both sides of the head and juice in- You take somebody by both sides of the head and juice What the fuck is? How the fuck is Drusen introduce? What? Okay. Both of their head
3: stop and introduce their nose.
4: Uh, you take someone by both sides of the head. Okay. You take somebody by both sides of the head and introduce their nose to the to And
2: introduce their nose to uh, your
4: kneecap. And introduce their nose to your kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh one more yeah. and introduce, and introduce yeah. your nose to their kneecap
3: well introduce your nah. nose to their kneecap this is
4: okay. painful and introduce <laughs> your nose to their and kneecap their no, introduce their nose to your kneecap okay and introduce your nose their nose <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> and introduce their nose to your kneecap <laughs> and looked up at me as i began uh. and looked up at me and look oh, you <laughs> and looked up at me as i began Hmm. And looked up at me as I began. And looked up at me <laughs> as I began reciting them. And looked up at me as I began. Re- and looked up at me as I began. And looked, as I be- and looked up at me as I began. And looked up at me as I Fuck me! <laughs> and looked up at me as I began reciting them
3: great, Man. Wow. Oh, oh great. No. Where it He's praising
4: like a second
3: grade
5: teacher. <laughs> Listen, Oh, boy. <laughs> great job, buddy. So, I apologize for that clip being Sounded so long. Out. I didn't know where to stop it. Like, there's no point where you can stop because oh. it's just endless idiocy. <laughs> but it uh what it reminded me of is you ever see that clip of Michael Jordan, the Gatorade commercial? Yeah. Is it Gatorade. Is it in you? Is it in you? Is it in you? No, Gatorade. Is it in you? Is Gatorade. it? In you, <laughs> like Michael, how are you not is getting it, this? Is it in you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think that Eddie so, Murphy
0: comes out. It better not be though.
5: <laughs> <laughs> now, this, people aren't going to get that. We're recording these back to back, folks. Remember, this is after. Um, we... it te- yes, it is. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, that's kind of the character that Bob Levy became on the Howard Stern show. He was a big dope that they goofed on, but they would promote <laughs> his uh, promote his road dates and everything. And then he became such a figure in that world that he was, um, like, he would host the roasts that they did. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remember uh, the Geraldo episode, we played a clip of Geraldo roasting, uh, like Baba Bowie, and uh, Bob Levy would host those. And um, he had a show on Howard 101, mm-hmm. the Miserable Men show, and he would do, like, pretty regular um, guest spots with Howard Stern and everything. So he was a big part of that world, like, um, like a triple A Gilbert Godfrey kind of a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? AAA. Like where Gilbert was in there pretty regularly and considered one of the best guests ever. Bob Levy was more like a borderline guest whack packer type of thing. Gotcha. And he would do goofy shit like, um, Got in a fight with Danny Bonaducci and fucking slapped <laughs> Danny Bonaduce in the box. To, I think he lost in uh, celebrity boxing to Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> and uh, he would fight with Beetlejuice. Like he stole Beetlejuice's oh, hotel Beetlejuice. room or something. Like he's a he's a weird character. And the more I listened to a lot of these stern clips, the more I realized how much of a whack packer he was. Rather than like, um, Part of or the show. The, 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 yeah, like that they viewed him more as a whack packer. Um, Than a genuine like guest or anything like that. Mm. By the way, side note: this is just dawning on me. I did Bob Levy's radio show at one point. I forget he asked me to come on for like some cancel culture topic when I was like 20 years old, and I called him. So I had his phone number for a while, but I lost it, so I couldn't ask him to be on this episode. Um, but yeah, so he became he was he was a fixture on the Howard Stern show, and like I said, people have reached out to me and been like, "You got to do the Reverend Bob Levy for an episode." Um. So that's why uh, we included it in this little uh, montage. Is the next clip the uh, Chappelle thing? Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned this in the joke stealing episode. Uh, I found a different clip of Artie kind of laying out the story because this leads to a him versus Artie fight. Um, but this is Artie telling the story of Bob Levy accusing Chappelle of joke thievery. <laughs>
2: Going on no, either. but from being on the road a lot, you know, you start to get that that brother mentality where you you get vicious with people. And there's this this argument, this issue, has been going on forever. And I, I'm being honest with him. I say, look, I don't think you have a good argument in this. Uh, the, the Dave Chappelle joke that he he claimed Dave Chappelle on his show ripped off a joke that Bob oh. wrote, and the joke is, I'm so horny when I get home, I'm going to beat my dick. Like it owes me money, uh-huh, okay? Uh-huh. And I so that showed up in a Chappelle show, an episode of the Chappelle show. Levy uh, and me a few days after it aired had a gig together, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm furious uh, with Chappelle." <laughs> and I'm like, "Why? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he's ever met him, you know. I don't know why you're furious with." Him? He goes, "Well, he's going to hear from me. He stole one of my jokes on his show." And I go, "What joke?" And uh, he goes, oh, well, you know the joke Beat your dick, yeah. yeah, and I said, "Bah." <laughs> Um, listen, man, I I don't know if you should fight this battle. Uh, and he's like, Why? What are you talking about? I I I don't. are you sure you wrote that joke? I said that sounds like one of those public domain. Yeah. type you know what I mean. Like, it sounds old. And, and then and then he got. You know I mean, it sounds like you know it was at the first ever Friars Club dinner they were using that. And he's like, No, no, no. And I saw he was very defensive about the fact that he wrote that joke. And then I said, well, listen, Bob, I hate to buzz your bowl, but I've heard other people say that before uh, me and you started working together. Because me and Lee, we started working together about when I started here. Right. And he goes, well, they stole it from me. <laughs> and I go, all right. Uh, so I could see he was passionate about oh, it. Yeah, and I, got I kinda off, it. And I kind of laid off. And then I heard Chappelle, and then Chappelle was going to be a guest on the show. And Levy said he's going to call in. I said, Bob, please don't do that. It's not. You're not going to look great doing that. It's a kid. Because right. huh? no, no, no. So I went back and I saw the episode of the Chappelle show where Chappelle uses it. And it's said by this, like, puppet who's supposed to be playing, like, a bad, hacky comedian.
5: Oh, is that the end of the clip? Yeah. Um, what I'm already saying there, by the way, is not 100% true. Um, the uh, uh, the character wasn't, like, a comedian. No. But it was supposed to be, like, an old... Like homeless guy yeah, or something like that guy. on a uh, fake Sesame also, Street. Also, he was herpes. Yeah, he yeah was oh, herpes, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't so much a hack, but it was Chappelle using it in not a way of like this is a hilarious joke. It's like yeah. this would be something funny for a real creepy kind of. I'm
0: pretty sure on the Chappelle episode we played the phone call.
5: Yes, we did. Um, I remember it. No, we played it in the uh, joke-stealing episode. Joke-stealing Jokes. Stealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode. No, we did. Yeah, we played their confrontation, yeah. so you can go back and hear that, too, if you want.
6: Yeah, because Chappelle's like, shut up. And then he's like, no, it's Bob uh, wait, Levy. He's Bob like, Le- oh, wait, well, it's Bob? Is Bob Levy? You can tell his attitude He's yeah, like, he oh, I don't want to really. shit on the guy. Yeah.
5: <laughs> um, but yeah, it's funny what a fucking maniac Bob Levy was, that he wants to like take to task Dave Chappelle for this fucking joke. A throwaway joke. Where it's like... And the idea of already saying, like, I've heard other people do that, and he, him, believe you, replying, like, well, then they stole it from me. And it's like, no, no, no already saying, like, fucking guy, like, Dangerfield probably told a similar yeah, joke exactly. to that, you know? <laughs> um, but it's like, he was a, he was a madman. And, um, again, this is all kind of building up to his uh, his, his maddest of uh, madman attacks, uh, but we will get there. I think the next clip is him versus uh, Baba Booey, right? Yeah. Um, so... This is what I always say uh, when people are like, um, uh, you should get paid for going on Kirk show or whatever. It's like, well, I am because the reason people subscribe to this show is because I'm on that show. Um, so the idea of exposure was very important to a lot of comedians back then. And going on the Howard Stern show, in Howard's mind was payment. Because you say, hey, go see Bob Levy at Rascals this weekend. And then his fans would go fill that place up. And in Howard's mind, that's how we're paying Bob Levy. Uh, But Bob would get (laughs) very upset if he wasn't granted uh, the loyalty that he felt he deserved sometimes. And he took issue with uh, Baba Bowie not having him in as often as he liked to be
3: of those. <laughs> That's after all sense. the shit that I do, I, I ask, can I come in for 15 minutes and fucking just plug this fucking thing? I got an email back that, oh, no, we're a little too busy this month. Oh, yeah? Oh, let me see who the fuck is on then, okay? Who, who are these superstars? Email have? from, you who? from give, who? From who? Gary. Okay. You can't give me fucking 15 minutes after all these years being your fucking guy. Your fucking guy, as you say. I'm your, I'm your fucking guy. I talked to Artie today. Artie's a hundred percent on my side saying mm-hmm. that it's a fucking it's a disgrace for them to fucking even say no to me it's a fucking disgrace to give me 15 minutes you know why don't we just open up the door to bob levy and <laughs> many times? anytime anytime <laughs> because bob should be on at any given second well i don't think done.
2: he's asking for any time I miss
4: but, cutting um, um, no he, first yeah. of all let me tell you something we have bob on well let, let bob finish in r- all fairness it's right i'm not i like bob so i'm not gonna get worked up
3: that a party for me fucking shove it up your fucking asses uh, Okay? But let me know. Fuck it. I was I was doing my wedding and that shit. Fuck it. I'm let getting married this, this week. I save all this shit for them. Fuck it. I'm not saving anything. Everything's here. I don't need to be fucking loyal to, to one fucking show for fucking all these years and get smacked in the fucking face. Nobody else that comes on to that fucking show sits there, writes bitch for nothing, does shit for nothing, comes up here to film a 10 second intro to a fucking road show when I'm three hours away. For nothing, I've been doing this for fucking years, and he's you ain't gonna fucking smack me in the fucking you face by telling me you don't got 15 minutes for me. Fuck you. Uh-huh. Fuck you. <laughs> so, Holy
5: so when I think of with Levy is like, uh, as we talked, we've talked about with the dice where you forget he's playing a character, like he's kind of become that character over uh-huh. the years, where he's adopted that personality. But with a guy like Levy, I wonder way more. Um, I always wa- like, is he? Is he this guy, or is he aware that he's putting on a performance? I think like, Is he's he aware exactly. that he's being entertaining right now? Or is he a genuine madman?
0: <laughs> he sounded truly mad. Yeah, he, I think he's a wacko. He
5: sounds like a madman, and like I said, like, we keep building to uh, uh, what he eventually did. There's a lot of guys um, that you might say... Uh, were unjustifiably kicked off the Howard Stern Show. Like with Gilbert. When Gilbert passed away, it didn't make a lot of sense in the last few years of Gilbert's life why he wasn't on the Howard Stern Show. He gave them a lot of great radio. Um, with Bob Levy, something happened that I can understand why why he was not on that program anymore. Um, but before we get there, were there any more clips or is this the last Bob Levy? This is the last one. The last it's one. Um, yeah. So talking about leaving home. Yeah, so this is, you know... To be fair, Bob saw the writing on the wall that they weren't having his type of comedian on anymore. Persona non grata in the Howard Stern world. If you were dirty or weird, uh, or just fit fit a mold that Howard no longer wanted to associate with, you were out. So Bob said, I know how I get their their attention. (laughs)
3: was there one final thing that happened
7: that you know caused uh, you not to be involved or was it the part of the evolution of where he is now well I don't know you know what I mean I'm just saying I wasn't happy with what it was going and you know I'm not one that likes to be told what to do like everyone else and how to fucking behave and you know I well, think well, I'm they, pretty were good were they orchestrating what you were doing now like it was well, they, you know they would say hey you're a little too much sometimes you know what I mean well, you can't do this you can't and I, I, it's no, the the fucking I fucking Howard Stern show I don't though, know what you the you word, know? word can't means I, I read don't something.
2: Know. I read something. Is this true that you threatened to murder him and his wife? <laughs> I said, I would. <laughs> <laughs> and they I took it I and would. they took, I it, I took I it seriously.
7: said I to Of course they did. Oh because, God. look, I, if I, like I told the uh, the people that came to the NYPD claimed in my house and I said
6: after you said that
7: yeah I oh. said if I wanted him dead he'd be dead I wouldn't have said it oh. you know what I mean Yeah." and oh. they, kinda, they said that's cool but you really can't say that either and I was like oh it's cool it's like look I just got mad and I was trying to get him to say hey let's talk or me talk to somebody and tell my side of the story but it, it was wrong I was on Xanax at the time it was a bad <laughs> thing I did you know but they, they said I beat up five security guards outside and that's why I was banned from the building so I couldn't go on O.P. Anthony. So it's all these little lies that just say, fuck it, I walk away. Yeah. I walk that, away.
6: That frail old woman beat up five <laughs> security guards? <laughs> well, listen,
5: he's he's tangoed with uh, drugs and alcohol over the years. He's had his struggles. He had some uh, health issue recently <laughs> that I know some guys are trying to like do a fundraiser for. Um, so he's been sick the last few years. Ovarian cancer. Um, <laughs> I, I, can, I cannot confirm or deny. I don't know. Um, but, but it's why it's hilarious to me to be like, so I said I'd kill Howard and his wife and they don't want me in the building anymore. And they took, like, I don't think they had to lie to get you out of the building. You threatened murder of the, their biggest employee. Um, so he was a, uh, a true fucking nut. Um, but a very funny guy, a very weird character. Um, like I said, the point of today is to lead you guys down some rabbit holes. You may not have otherwise gone down. And that reading clip, um, that we put in that two minute reading clip, the full video on YouTube is like an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh. So if you want to hear, if you want to hear, uh, Howard, Robin and, uh, Artie breaking down, uh, Bob Levy reading in excruciating detail. Uh, then feel free to go back and do that. But like I said, you can go back and look at the roast oh. or the weird shit he did on Howard. Something and...
6: tells me Mike's not going to go listen to it. No. You're more than welcome to, if you'd like. Uh, the, only one I ever, the only one I ever got through was, when, uh, was the Orson Welles one with the champagne. Give me a Jory. Yeah. Oh! Uh-huh. Get, <laughs> that one? Give <laughs> me a jury. <laughs> um,
5: yeah, so uh, Bob Levy, quite a weird character as well. Uh, but now we go into... Uh, the king of the idiots, and that would be the great <laughs> legend, Rich Voss, who is... uh on, on the TV behind us right now. Probably not even fair to include Rich in this, but I did... It, De- just, just, definitely not. Just, no. just, it was just an excuse to talk about Rich Voss, who is, uh, at the very least, he does fit the category of underappreciated yeah. road comics. Like, the fact that Voss is, as funny as he is, and as big a name as he is as he is and still, you know, promotes dates at some fucking restaurant in New Jersey mm-hmm. is bizarre to me. Like he should yeah. be, he should be much bigger than he is. Um, and him and Bonnie should have some show together. We're together. They're very funny. His yes. wife, Bonnie McFarlane. Um, so it's strange that they haven't picked up on, you know, uh, a way to use Rich Voss in, uh, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood, but, um, Holly we, weird. but we certainly appreciate him here. Uh, for multiple reasons. A, like I said, he's a killer stand-up. He's a very funny guy, good roaster. Um, in fact, we said uh, I think we told one of his jokes in the Geraldo episode, where uh, Geraldo was supposed to be at the roast the day after he died. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, not a roast. It was um, uh, just some comedy event. Uh-huh. Oh, it was a benefit for uh, like AA or alcohol or something like that. Something. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so Voss just walks out. And everyone's uh, in the com- comedy community is obviously very sad. And Voss says, uh, we, you know, Greg Giraldo was booked here and they asked him if he'd come on the show. And he said, over my dead body. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> like 18 hours after he died. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, Mike, did, is Rich a high school dropout? Yes. So all three of these guys are high school dropouts. Yes, I planned funny. it that way. Ah. Yes. Ah, that's ah, the name of the high show. High school I mean, dropout
5: funny. drug addict road comedians. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that's, that's what I was doing. All right. um, but yeah, Rich is a high school dropout. He was a crack addict. Oh, yeah. I
0: forgot about that. Um, How do you forget? That's right. That's why he talks the way He's he
5: does. 37 years oh sober God, or something drop. like that. He's been sober for uh, nearly four decades. Um, but yeah, he was addicted to crack. And, uh, anytime he's on a show with an alcoholic, he's like, yeah, try fucking, you know, sucking dick for crack, okay. <laughs> but which he has not done, but he has, uh, worn Daisy Dukes to yes. get the attention of a gay drug dealer. Apparently yes, he would, he would parade around in short shorts to get this gentleman's attention, which is another <laughs> great story that I, I didn't include in this, but I probably should have. Um, But what what, uh, we did start with with Voss is probably my favorite moment in Rich Voss, Opie, and Anthony history. So Voss was there on Sex for Sam when we talked about that. Um, He's a staple. Honestly, I would say after Jim Norton... The comedian most closely associated with Opie and Anthony would be Rich yeah, Voss.
0: Absolutely, I put Patrice oh, above him. Oh, Patrice! You know what? Patrice, Patrice too. too I
5: think Voss might be ahead of Patrice. Patrice did uh, Voss did longer. He had more in years. Yeah. In my eyes, it's the three
0: of them: Patrice. Then, oh yeah, Voss. but I'm not.
5: I'm not talking favorites. I'm saying like if you think of the Opie and Anthony show and you're listing comedians, it would be Norton and then Voss. I would think. Uh, but yeah, Patrice is certainly
6: up there as and well. Bobby Kelly,
5: Bobby uh, Kelly, Colin Quinn, DePaule. tough Bi- crowd. Bill Burr, Louie. you forget yeah. they were on for a long time. Um, but you you know what you forget too? Si- a quick side note is that Bill Burr was filling in for Norton for a long time. Yeah, and they even had a, like a fake campaign of like, should Bill Burr replace Jim Norton? That sort of That's thing. Right. So you forget what a staple he was on that show too. Was he
6: still Billy Burr back then? Yeah. 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 Well, they
5: all call him yeah. Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, Yeah, so Voss is on the Opie and Anthony show, and like I said, one of the uh, tropes of his character, because he's really a, uh, he has a 141 IQ in real life, uh, as he said. He's apparently took an IQ test online and scored 141, which is like Mensa level. Like, that's a true genius. I'm a fucking genius, (laughs) guy. So uh, he has an album called 141 IQ, I believe. Um, But yeah, Opie and Anthony would make fun of him for being dumb. And this is a day they have him on. And uh, keep in mind when you hear some of the, the the way this is being promoted, Twitter is very new. This is like 2010 ish, mm-hmm. um, and Twitter is very new, so the lingo is a little bit different. And this is Rich Voss trying to pr- promote uh, his social media.
2: Uh, Rich Voss on MySpace. Yeah. What's your What's your Twitter thing? I don't fucking Twitter. Rich Voss Twitter. I don't know how what you do mean you do you don't don't Twitter. I Twitter all the, the time. Like, I got fucking. It? It, I love it. So I'm asking you. Wait, you you're d- just say you don't know how to do yeah, that. No, I don't know. Uh, you can give a Twitter address.
3: Nobody, nobody acknowledged. <laughs> no promotion for your Twitter today. Twitter Ridge Floss, I guess. No, no it's it. not that. What is it? It's certainly not that. Did you pick a
2: name when you signed up for Twitter? Oh, yeah, I think so. Oh my God! Don't you know what? You don't yeah. get
0: the promotion for your Twitter. Comic
3: Six Thirty. <laughs>
0: That's your Twitter name.
5: <laughs> sounds odd. Hold on. Sounds a little odd, right? <laughs> sure does. Uh, Comic 630, why would you choose that as your Twitter hand? Who would know you as that? So it sounds a little weird. Uh, maybe you at home picked up immediately on what he did. <laughs> uh, the Opie and Anthony fans certainly uh, during the commercial break were able to penetrate that mind of Rich Voss and figure out... Why he said Comic Six Thirty. So his Twitter handle is rich. It's at Rich Voss. Go, you can give him a follow still today. Yep. Um, but uh, uh, the astute pests of Opie yeah. and
6: Anthony were able to pick up on what Rich Voss just <laughs> he's, did. He's very lucky you can follow him today. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. What what you Jimmy doesn't even have an idea. You both were out of the studio, right? What yeah. is your Twitter name? Like, if someone wants to see your Twitter, what would they have to uh, type in to see? Your Twitter. Wait till you hear this one, Jimmy. What is your oh. Twitter name? Rich Voss. So, so you why go you... to www.twitter.com slash Rich Voss. And yeah, you can start following Rich Voss. Yeah. Okay,
2: so what, was... so what was the thing you, you said earlier? And what was the thing earlier? Oh... What was the comic uh, thing? I don't know. Don't say it because it might be something else. Oh, it might be? No, it, it
0: no, is it something is. else. And what? everyone Idiot. fucking picked up on it and they are hacking the shit out of your Let Twitter me explain now. Rich Ross gave out, out his, his password, password. <laughs> for his <Twitter> <laughs> and,
2: and that comic thing that he gave out earlier? That was his
5: password. And, and <laughs> so they don't quite know yet. Uh, Comic630 was not just Rich Ross's Twitter password, uh, oh. it was his password for Twitter. Facebook, uh, all social media, but also, like, his, um, uh, his booking, like, his, uh, hotel booking, whatever site he, like, Expedia password, whatever the fuck it was, things that had his credit card information, oh the password God. was Comic630, people were, like, just going to a website, putting in Voss's email in Comic630, and hoping it worked, <laughs> and it often did. <laughs> oh so, so, they just spent the next, like, hour fucking with him,
0: N- not- and- not only that, yeah. the guy who hacked it yeah. changed the password, called in, and they were telling him what to tweet from Rich's account. Yeah, so put <laughs> yeah. up just
6: picture. He would promote Jim Norton's dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could tell Jimmy's mean laugh yeah. came out. And so luckily
5: a, like a, a true fan, not some fucking psychopath, a true fan got it, gave them the password back, um, and then they were able to uh, get Voss's Twitter back, but they had uh, quite a lot of fun in the meantime. <laughs> um, so th- that led to in the same day, the next clip is from the same uh, day of Opie and Anthony, oh, yeah. where uh, Rich Voss says something that leads them to going down the laundry list of other things Rich Voss has said in the past. He made a mistake. And another word for that, uh, Rich Voss is about to tell us. <laughs>
0: It's it's just Uh, the greatest thing A horse's ass picture It says Rich Voss And then a plug for Jimmy's show
2: Quite a po And a bunch of gay followers A what? Po-far What's
0: that word? It. <laughs> <He's gadget. laughs> how, how great is it going to be when you hear that clip every time a caller comes? Yeah. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Hey, where's my fa? <laughs>
2: oh my god. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, have finished, I lost my fa. <laughs> <Gentlemen, laughs> I officially have a headache from laughing so hard. Oh, fuck.
8: Oh, oh fuck.
2: <laughs> oh, a pole, I made a po-fa. <laughs> it's great. Eat it with chopstick laughing
8: <laughs> Oh
2: my god! You would think after so many years, we we just wouldn't be surprised or it wouldn't be funny anymore. Or the depth of the well.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So that leads them going through the list of vocabulary, just things Rich Voss has mispronounced and bungled in a a magnificent way over the years. But to 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 Voss's credit, Colin Quinn calls him the king of the comeback because he can be a fucking moron, he can be a fucking fidiot, or he can be stingingly quick and mean and sharp and even after that, like, to make fun of himself he said that, no, he meant to say po-fa, and he said he was referring to uh, when he was an underprivileged child, it was because of his po-fa <laughs> but he's a very a very funny, quick guy but it was also funny to mock mm. his uh, stupidity, so like I said, you can go down and listen to it. Find find the dozens and dozens of words he's mispronounced, or they would have, um, they would play a game where they would pull up a, a comedian's picture, and he would have to okay. tell them who it was. So, for example, like um, Giovanni Rabizzi yeah, is now in the show The Offer. <laughs> Like it's a Giovanni Ribisi, and she, like he didn't know any. Jake Gyllenhaal was a yeah, fucking disaster. Right. Yep. Like he couldn't important. say anyone's name. Yep. And so the, uh, the as as uh, Norton said, there the depth of the well provided them a great amount of entertainment. <laughs> they did probably <laughs> the most insulting thing they did to Ridge Voss's intelligence was they had a competition, uh, the annual dumb off, and it was like uh, I don't know if it was an IQ test or just like a trivia contest, whatever it was. Um, Rich Voss, Bob Kelly, and Bobo participated, <laughs> who Bobo was essentially Opie Anthony's version Bobo. of a whack packer, who was uh, uh, a mentally hindered individual, <laughs> and, uh, like, Bobo would beat Voss in this trivia contest, and they literally told Bob Kelly, they are like, we just needed a third body in here. Like, you don't <laughs> belong with these two fucking morons. <laughs> um But like I said, Voss is stingily quick. Another thing I didn't include because we played in the previous episode was him and Patrice just destroying Dat Fan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's a thing that Voss, like, Voss lives in a time now where he's friends with a lot of these young comedians, and Voss is one of the last bastions of that old guard where they will bust your balls, but it means they love you. Like, they'll Mm -hmm. be brutally mean. Um, Like, I told this story on the Blind Mike Project before, but... um, uh, we were at Skankfest one year and we saw Voss and Bonnie hosted this show called Would You Bang Him? Where it was basically just stand up sets um, from male comedians, but there would be judges on stage, like female judges, or sometimes like Matteo Lane, like a gay comedian, mm-hmm. would be a judge. Um, and they would judge based on this comedian's set Would You Fuck him? based on his act. And it was kind of a funny premise, and Voss and Bonnie were very funny hosting it. And, uh, so when he saw it, Alba was not familiar with them at all. And, uh, she ended up really liking him and they were standing outside when the show was over and they were in a circle of people talking and Alba was like, Oh, I want to tell him I'm a fan. And I was like, eh, don't bother him. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'll be real quick. And she walks up to him and goes, um, Hey, I was just at the show you hosted and you were so funny and thank you so much and blah, blah, blah. And Voss like kind of ignores her for a second and then turns to her and goes, what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I was just saying you were funny. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, comedians are talking or whatever the fuck. He suddenly turns around and Alba was like, heartbroken. She was like, what an asshole. What, and I was like, no, no, no. That's the interaction you want. You don't understand. You that's just, perfect. <laughs> you got exactly what you wanted. You don't know that yet, but that's what you wanted. What do you need? So what else do we have from Voss? Uh,
0: history. We have
5: history. Death yeah. Jam. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so uh, Rich Voss was the first ever comedian, the first ever yeah. white comedian on Def Jam, um, which if you don't know, the Apollo could often be a uh, contentious atmosphere for a white comedian uh, to walk into. And Def Jam, they'd, they'd never had a white guy before, and they got one look at Rich Voss and said, this guy will appeal to the, the brothers and sisters <laughs> out there. And so this is Voss. Now, you've heard how he talks naturally. Uh, for even those of you that didn't know him You've heard how he speaks So uh, pay close attention to his dialect See if he, ch- <laughs> see if he changes anything um, When he's on stage mm-hmm. at the Apollo
1: A <laughs> yeah, lot of sisters in the house Checking me out, huh?
2: <laughs> Remember, once you go white You go right back to black <laughs> Shit, I'm not like the brothers. I'll eat the coochie, okay?
1: <laughs> that's what I'm talking about.
5: So, you can clearly hear him putting on, like, a black scent or whatever you want to call it, but he is still so fucking funny and knows, like, that's what a pro boss is. Like, he's so <laughs> yeah. kind of, uh, he has moments where he's so mockably Dude. dumb and whatever. So you don't think of him as, like, a professional, but he know, like, he's such a veteran stand-up Boy, that he knows... He knows exactly what he's gonna do. Yeah, and he's he's
6: great they, at crowd work. They played this for Colin Quinn. Yeah, and Colin <laughs> called him <them> Malchamillion X.
5: <laughs> Colin has the greatest references to put down his friends. Like when he called Anthony a back alley Tunisian knife fighter. <laughs> it's the best. Um. But yeah, like I said, Qu- Colin Quinn calls Voss the king of the comeback because yeah. he is for as dumb as he's uh-huh. kind of been portrayed and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of volume there in, uh, <laughs> material, <laughs> but he is a quick, hilarious guy as well. Um, uh-huh. you know, which is why, uh, if Voss is in your town he comes to comedy connection once a year, I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if he's ever around, may try and try and see Rich Voss if you can. Um, is the last one the Patrice Roast? Yep. Is that all we had? Yep. Um, so yeah, like there again, there's millions of hours of Rich Starbucks Voss sets. on on the radio, on in stand up and podcasts, whatever. You can find uh, in a, you know, a bottomless well of Rich Voss material. Oh yeah. Um but the last one I wanted to include was just him being genuinely funny at the roast of Patrice O'Neill, which may at some point warrant uh an entire breakdown. Uh, Because that was also very funny So maybe the next time we do Patrice It might be that roast Uh, But this is a little taste of Voss Hosting that roast
1: You know, it's funny When you roast somebody It's because maybe it's their birthday (laughs) Or they accomplished something (laughs) Or you just don't like them I think of five of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk about his fucking weight, but his car has stretch marks. That <laughs> 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 so, uh, fuck should have his kitchen staple.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you ever see when black guys when they drive and they lean to be cool? <laughs> he does it to keep his car level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrice on his career is doing fucking well, man. Uh, you can't deny that. He was in a Spike Lee movie. Uh, He was in a Meg Ryan movie. Uh, My favorite piece of work is that movie he was in with uh, Sigourney Weaver where you couldn't see him through the mist.
5: That's not funny. That's racist. Yeah, he's a a fucking killer. You should check him out if you haven't before. And another, by the way, speaking of roasts, um one of the best roasts done in the last certainly in the last 20 years like you know since the Rickles days like one of the best modern roasts i would say is uh the Rich Vost roast which is now on YouTube that you can mm. find it for free um, and what makes it so great is that it's genuine friends busting each other's balls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they actually have been friends for 20 years rather than just getting, you know, Mike Tyson and, uh, uh, Martha Stewart to roast Justin Bieber or something. You know, these people actually know each other and have things to go off of. But Voss is so, so funny and so underappreciated. And like I said, particularly if you enjoyed that Twitter clip, there's, uh, plenty of Opie and Anthony material to um you know to to choose from if you want to go down a Voss rabbit hole as well. So uh you boys have anything to add on Voss or Levy
6: or uh Otto and George. I was gonna say the, the Starbucks sets during the walkover. Yes.
5: Yeah, you know what yeah. we might have mentioned that in the uh our very first episode when we talked about um uh the day the laughter died yeah. where uh Voss would do that. He would just show up kind of as a way of showing like Voss could do stand up anywhere, Mm -hmm. but also as a way of showing like just doing something weird (laughs) with stand up, I guess, is Voss would like walk into a Starbucks and just unannounced start doing stand up until they they ask him to leave (laughs) (laughs) and he would get laughs, And you know, and uh, he's just a a funny fucking guy. Yeah. And uh, like I said, Otto and George, Bob Levy, if you want to check them out as well, go down those rabbit holes. Let me know what you think of those guys. Um, you know, do you think they hold up? Do you like them, Are they underappreciated? Let me know. And uh, the best place to let me know is Patreon.com/slash/BlindMike. Where uh, if you subscribe to the $10 tier, you can uh, get episodes a week early. And if you subscribe for a year, you get two months free. So how can you beat that? We're practically giving this stuff away, folks. Except that we're not. Handing it to them. Except that we're, other than the fact that we're charging you, we're giving it away for free. <laughs> um, so yeah, go to patreon.com slash blind Be much appreciated. We got merch in the store. Uh, link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios if you want to check that out. Plenty of new Gearhead merch up. Um and you can also check out Patreon.com slash VeryGoodshow where you can find these boys. Um and I, I'm I'm told there will be a horror movie podcast up today. Is that right? You're recording right after the show. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? That was a big bus. <laughs> so, so uh go to go to patreon.com slash very good show. Support these boys as well. And uh no, they are doing plenty of content up there. Uh, You can add to Mike's list. All kinds of wacky stuff. And um, I think that's pretty much it for me. Anything else? Did I miss anything? Nailed it again. All right. Mm -hmm. Subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, all those places. It helps the show. Free way to help the show if you don't want to subscribe. I understand. Um, But support the show for free if you'd be so kind. And then we'll talk to you guys next week on Why Are You Laughing?